are listening to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast. This episode of the Traditional Outdoors Podcast is brought to you by St. Joe River Bows. If you're looking for a custom longbow or recurve, then St. Joe River Bows has you covered. St. Joe's is a family-owned company that specializes in traditional bows for the entire family. Plus their forward handle design, powerful limbs, and unique wood and color combinations make St. Joe's the perfect choice for the budding or experienced archer or bow hunter. Tracy offers bow options for all members of the family from the youngest to the oldest, and they even offer a trade-in program on all youth bows so that as the little ones outgrow their bow, they can trade them in and use that towards the purchase of a bow that better fits their growing needs. And for listeners of the Traditional Outdoors podcast, David and Tracy are going to include a St. Joe River Bows t-shirt with any new bow purchased. Just mention that you heard about them while listening to this podcast. So when you're ready for a new bow, be sure to check out their website at stjoeriverbows.com or give Tracy a call at 517-617-3658 and be sure to tell them Traditional Outdoors sent you. Now on to the show. Good afternoon, Mr. Nick. Mr. Steve, how are you doing? I would love to tell you things are, are getting better, but not so much. But, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping get back into doing some some normal things. Maybe it'll help a little bit, like regular podcast recording. Mm-hmm. And for those that for those that don't know, I know I've talked about it multiple times on here about my wife's situation with with cancer. Uh, I know a lot of people will know this. Maybe some people don't. A few weeks ago, my wife uh, had some blood work done. They they wanted her to come into the hospital. They said her liver functions, the numbers for her liver functions, were increasing, and uh, they wanted to. They wanted to do a, a CT MRI to see if they could determine if there was any blockage, and if so, possibly do a stent to to drain some of the fluids off of the off the liver. Anyway, she went in. They did the MRI. They did not find anything. It was basically her liver was failing uh, as a result of the um, cancer that had spread to her liver, as well as the the chemo, the medication she was having to take, the painkillers. Uh, and the um, the nutrition that she was getting through her through her IV port uh, every night, um, and ultimately her her liver was just shutting down. So um, finally lost her on the twenty second of August, around three o'clock in the afternoon. It was on a Sunday. Um, so that uh, that battle is behind her. I'm hoping she is. In a much better place now, I know she is without the pain that she was having, um, not to mention the nausea and the anxiety and the stress and all the other things that go with that. Um, and like I said, trying to, kind of trying to get things back to normal. Um, I know I uh, got to see you and you and Tom for a bit. Mm-hmm. You guys came down for the, for the service, and I, I do greatly appreciate that. But uh, anyway... That uh, that chapter in my life is is now closed, and uh, just trying to trying to find some sense of normalcy with Bella back in school. It's just a uh, I'm good during the day as long as I'm busy and working. But you know, once it once it turns nighttime and I'm trying to settle down and go to sleep, it's just it's it's really hard to do. Big house like this is just too quiet with just one person in it. You know mm, what I mean? I do know what you mean, and. Uh... I know it's weird leading off with a 
with a how you doing, there's not really a good way to lead off into that. Um, it was really nice to see you um, and Tom and Brannon, you know, Mandy and everybody. Um, I was so happy I got to come down. And uh, I want to thank Dave and Tracy Belowski for helping me out with that. And, um, yeah, it, for, you know, for, and I know I've already told you this, but the service was a beautiful service for Lori. And it was really a tribute to how great of a person she was and how much we all loved her. And that's probably one of the best services I've ever seen. So, and that's a testament to her. Um, but it was really good to see you and I'm glad I got to come down to see you. I wish it was a, I wish it was under different circumstances, obviously, but yeah, well, we're here for you. So, uh, and I and and I know that, and I I greatly appreciate it. Um, and like you said, that's you know this is one of those episodes where it's it's there's there's just no good way to 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 really get started because that is something I felt like I needed to I needed to you know kind of put out there for for everybody that does listen that's not on social media and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, we've I've gotten a, a ton of, of people have reached out, and I think each and every one of them. Um, so yeah, there's just not, there's, like I said, there's not really much else to say about it, Nick, other than, you know, it's, uh, there's a, there's a lot of things on the horizon. Mm -hmm. I've been, you know, I've talked to you about some of those. I've talked to Tom, you know, the best way for me, at least right now to, you know, to, to get, to get past this and, and move on is to, to stay busy. And that, you know, that includes work and it includes some things outside of work as well. Cause you know, over the course of the last 11 months, um, really just haven't had much of a chance to do anything. My, you know, everything, pretty much everything was focused either on work or, or taking care of Lori wouldn't and wouldn't trade any of it for anything in the world. But, um, you know, now it's time to, now it's time to do something else. And, and I'll be perfectly honest. I've, I've talked a little bit about this with you and Brandon and, and Tom too. It's, um, it's opened my eyes to some things. Uh, you know, maybe it was a shame it had to come uh, at that cost or, or this late, but you know, it's I've I've witnessed firsthand just what something like this can can do to someone in in ten months. And yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get I'm gonna try to get uh, things on my on my bucket list knocked off long before I I feel like I'm I'm forced to. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I do know what you mean. Um. Well, I guess the first thing you can start doing is getting some shooting in, huh? And uh, word on the street is you got kind of a new toy to do that. I did. Um, so I reached out to Jamie. I don't even remember how long ago it's been. It's been months. Mm -hmm. um, I, and I think it was, I can't remember if it was when he was on the show he was talking about it or I was talking to you, one or the other. Anyway, um, I decided a while back I wanted him to build me a, an ASL bow. Um, and I reached out to Jamie and I told him, you know, kind of what I wanted. And it was funny at the time I didn't, I didn't really know what was going to transpire that actually did transpire. But, you know, I told him I, I, I wanted a bow on a little on the lighter side, at least for me. I mean, that's, it's, uh, I think I told him anywhere from 50 to 60 pounds surprised me, you know, 
and um, he actually started one bow and he ran into some issues. He wasn't happy with it. Jamie's a bit of a perfectionist. And, a little bit. Uh, so the first one I got to see, I don't know what, he may have gotten frustrated at it and it may have graced his, his wood stove or fireplace. I'm not sure, but that one did not make it. And he started a second one and just things got crazy, you know, and I, I honestly hadn't reached out to him in quite a while uh, to even find out what was going on. I figured, you know, when he got to a point where he was, he was ready to give me an update, he'd give me an update. And uh, so last week um, I'm sitting at my desk working and I heard something I that well, I shouldn't say at my desk. I actually, I've tried to switch some things up in the house a little bit just to get me out of uh, my routine and not to go back down a little rabbit trail, but it's funny the the habits that you develop. You know, I, I, my office, my home office, and for those that don't know, I pretty much work 99% of the time out of my home office. And my home office is in my basement. And for the past, you know, nine to 10 months, I'm working in my at my home office and anywhere from five to 10 times a day, I'm going up you know, two flights of steps to, to check on Lori, make sure she's taking her meds, see if she needs water, you know, see if she needs anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, all of that was gone. So I've been trying to mix some things up. So one of the first things I did before I actually went back to work is I moved my, uh, my work computer and a couple of monitors up to my dining room table. Um, completely different, just something Something, again, to, to break that routine because I knew if I was sitting at my desk, I'd be thinking about things like that. So anyway, I'm sitting at the dining room table working, and I hear something hit the, my front porch. And uh, as soon as I walked up the door, I knew exactly what it was because it was a long PVC tube, and <laughs> it just screamed bow. And I figured it was, figured it was the one from Jamie. And uh, after... I don't know, probably about 15 to 20 minutes trying to figure out how to get that PVC tube open because he didn't want anything to happen to it. I can tell you that. Um, I finally got into it and just pulled out a absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous bow. Uh, riser is curly maple with a dark brown leather wrap. Uh, it's, um, I think it's bamboo cores. I'll have to ask Jamie. I didn't look at it that close, but uh, it's under vintage looking green glass, which is exactly what I told him I wanted. Uh, 54 at 28 and it's a 66 inch bow. And you mentioned, you know, getting back into shooting. I really haven't done much shooting at all since Lori's diagnosis back last October. I did get out and hunt a little bit, but most people know if you're hunting, you're not shooting. So I think I shot a total of maybe seven or eight arrows during all of hunting season. Luckily, one of them was into a decent little buck. But uh, since then, I've I've been to one 3D shoot up at the local club, and most most months I was just going up there and setting the course, and then I'd rush back home. You know, so I wasn't gone more than like an hour, hour and a half from the house. So the the lighter bow is is welcome. I want to build back up to the bows that I'm I'm used to shooting, but our season starts next weekend. I think we're going to talk about that in a little bit, or this coming weekend, excuse me. 
Um, and I've got some wood arrows on order for this. Joe uh, Callahan's making me a set of woodies for it, but with it being right here next to season, nobody had wood arrows in stock. So messed around, finally found a really good shooting combination with a, a 400 spine shaft and a lot of weight up front, and it's shooting like darts. And you know, within within an afternoon, I was I was hunting accuracy out to 20 yards with it. So you can't complain. No, not at all. That sounds awesome. Uh, it's uh, it's funny because Jamie. Uh, I think Jamie met Jamie doesn't really he's not real you know talkative about it when when someone asks him for a bow or anything you know he kind of just kind of just builds it maybe shows one or two people you know um but he showed me that one uh well he had told me he said yeah yeah Steve just ordered a bow from me and I was like oh really he did huh <laughs> then he was telling me about it and then I got to see the picture before a lot of other people did and I and you know, that he put Yankee on it. And I thought that was really cool. And man, that it, it, it's a gorgeous bow. And, uh, it's funny how that green glass really reminds me of, uh, really reminds me of Michigan somehow, but I don't know if it's cause that's that grayling green or whatever, but man, that sets a long bow off, especially in ASL. Um, for some reason, that's just a great combination. Um, it, it, it really is. And it just, like I said, it just looks cool. And you mentioned Yankee. I did, I did post that on Facebook and I think I said something about, well, if you know, then you know, mm-hmm. but, um, and I think we've talked about this before, but for anybody that hadn't heard the story, doesn't remember, I'll, I'll quickly tell where Yankee came from. Um, I believe it was the, I can't remember if it was the first or the second time I hunted, uh, up in Michigan with you guys. And I know I had, I picked up a new pair of rubber boots because I think I'd actually forgot to bring hunting boots. And I went ahead and just bought a pair of uh, lacrosse rubber boots. And anybody that's bought rubber boots knows that when you take them out of the box, they've got that awful oil, just like, I guess where they manufacture it. The oil's either seeping out of the rubber, it's just coated in oil. I don't know which, but... John Buchin pulls up, parks, we all jump out, and everybody's standing around talking, and there's a little, I don't know, rut there in the road that's got standing water in it. And I said, I thought to myself, well, I'll go over there and rinse these boots off. And I walked over and stepped down in this thing that, I mean, <laughs> you're talking about something, what, eight inches wide, maybe three foot long, and I go up past my it, knee it, in it, it in just a second. It looks like a small puddle. <laughs> it really did and, like it and i think what did job Bushin that coined it the yankee boot yeah, wash yankee boot wash he said that's that's what we call a yankee boot wash and uh it uh <laughs> that was the uh that's the funny part of it is it like it looked like somebody from looney tunes like you like he threw like somebody threw one of those acme holes down <laughs> that's exactly and, what and, it and felt you like. just kept go when you stepped down like I happened to glance over and you just stepped down and you just kept going. <laughs> yeah, it went it went to my knee and I caught myself and I never did hit bottom. Yeah, and that's a that's a pretty infamous. I mean, it was actually pretty good a few years uh, a couple of years prior to that. Um when we were hunting out there it was fine, but that's just an infamous jeep, you know, they just go down there and they just tear it up. There's a whole we just, you know, we call them the the jeep mob. Because they come out there and there's like 15 of them 
and they just tear everything up. It's horrible. If you got a Jeep, don't do that. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It happens too much here in Michigan. Um, it doesn't give you the right to go and tear up public land, and I'm sure that people who are listening to this aren't the ones doing it, but I'm just saying. Um, but they tore that up pretty good. And the thing is, is it's really deceptive, because once it rains, and when we do get a lot of rain, they fill up big time. And there's no really for the, nowhere for the water to go, really, so... It kind of just sits there and it pools up and you get stuck real easy in there. We don't got that clay like you guys got, but we, it it gets pretty bad. Um, And uh, anyway, we haven't even hunted. We haven't hunted back there since because we can't get down there. So that's unfortunate. So Yankee, but it's still coined Yankee boot wash and it's still a marker. It's right off the end of that one, uh, that one guardrail there. Um, But. Yeah, that was too funny. But what? It, that's a really good. That's a really cool name for a bow. Um, it probably has multiple meanings too. Just that. Well, that's that was the reason I I, I had him name it that was because of the because of the boot wash. I figured John would get a kick it, out of it. It's pretty. It's pretty perfect. It's pretty perfect. And that yeah. ought to be a good one for you to hunt with too. Um, I know. Well, and it's it's it looks like it's going to be. I mean, unless something happens, it's going to be making a trip back to Michigan this fall because I'm still planning on coming up there and hunting with you guys. Mm-hmm. Again this year, I've skipped it a couple of years, but um, hoping to make it. Well, back to be honest year. with you, the last two years haven't been great anyway. Um, I mean, it, you know, the twenty twenty was basically a wash. Um, the year before that was all right. Um, I don't remember much from that though, so it couldn't have been too good, but it was pretty good. Um, we're fixing to have a better one this year. I'm thinking it's going to be good, and if you come, that'll be even better. And. Um, you know, I think my dad might make it. That would be kind of cool. Oh, yeah, because cool. he hasn't really hunted yeah. much. So if he came down and hunted, that would be that'd be really cool. And um, yeah, I think about pulling my camper in there. Um, once that's done, getting fixed, if that ever happens, it's still in the shop. It still doesn't have the parts. I haven't heard from them in forever. I've called twice. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, it's not still sitting there come fall, or I'm just going to tell them to store it. And not, I'm not going to pay for it, <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm excited for you. That's really cool. I want one of Jamie's too at some point, but I'm sure that'll be, I'm sure his word gets out. J- Jamie will just keep on, uh, just keep on getting people lined up. But Jamie, I tell you what, Jamie's progression has been pretty crazy from when he started to now. Um, not that he wasn't making good bows before cause he was, but. I've noticed in the last three or four that they've just been really good and he's just, he's just peaking. So yeah. Well, I will, I will tell you this much. I didn't, I didn't set any expectations with Jamie other than, you know, a, a, a wide range of poundage I'd be happy with the length. And I told him I wanted green glass. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the curly maple came up after we were talking about something and about, you know, riser woods and that came up. But what I will tell you is this, the finish on the bow is flawless. And just looking at it, some of the things that, that I actually like and look for in, um, in ASL bows was there. And I never even mentioned it. You know, the, um, the shelf is, you've got a radius shelf on it. Um, the, the strike plate, he's got built out both from the, from the side plate and from the bottom, just a little bit. I mean, it just, you get a very clean release off Mm -hmm. this bow. I'm just tickled to death with it. So, um, it'll be, 
I'll be hunting with it this weekend. I don't, um, I'm not planning on going all gung ho this weekend. Our season opens Saturday. Um, I'm not going Saturday morning and there's, there's some reasoning behind that, um, specific to the area I think I'm going to hunt. Um, but I do think I'm going to slide in midday, um, hang hang my stand basically i'll carry my standing with me because i haven't done any scouting whatsoever but uh just it's it'll be on the the property up in gainesville that you've hunted um in the past and i i kind of have a good feel for what those animals do um most of the time and i i don't know i've got one location i may hunt um or i may actually just depending on if there's if there's a sign of many acorns falling i may actually just carry my saddle my saddle carry my stand and um try to find a, a feed tree and and climb and hunt over that i haven't decided yet what i'm gonna do but probably gonna hunt saturday afternoon i haven't decided yet about sunday it's still pretty warm here and the that property up there is pretty small so i can't put a ton of pressure on them and i'm not sure yet if i want to hit uh, dawson forest or not i'm i'm gonna hunt it some this year i just don't know if it'll be this weekend or if i'll wait one more week before i hit up there uh, anyway, that's kind of my plans for, for our opener. Cause like I said, we, we open up this coming Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always, uh, I, I'm always surprised when you tell me you're starting already. I'm always like, wow, we don't start for another month, but yeah, it's, uh, it was pretty warm when we were down there. Um, but Brandon was talking about season two, so I know he's getting ready and, uh, yeah, I hope you have the best season ever, man. I hope you see all the animals in the world this year i know you haven't had a whole lot of chance to scout or anything like you like to do but you know i well i'll be i'll be honest it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit different now you know i don't know i don't know how much i will take advantage of it It, it's just going to depend because i mean i'll be perfectly honest with you there's a couple things about there's a couple things about actually going that that concern me a bit right now uh one's pretty one's pretty silly um the other one does concern me a bit, and that's you know anybody that anybody at deer hunts knows that some of the some of the best thinking you'll ever do is sitting in a tree stand, and mm. I'm a bit worried about that because um, it's like I said when when I when things get quiet and I'm not you know actively busy on something's when my my mind really gets to wandering. So I'm gonna have to you know kind of wait and see how that goes Saturday, but. Um, you know, it's 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 going to be weird, and just like I was telling Brandon a few weeks ago, it's um, I'm in a I'm in a completely I'm in a completely different situation right now that I've ever been in in my life, and I don't know exactly how I'm going to handle it. And when I say that, from the time I was, well, from the time I was 15, 14 years old, basically, oh uh, yeah, fourteen years old, um. I've been employed. I mean, I filed my first tax return when I was 14 and, you know, I went straight from, from that, got married right out of high school, um, with my first wife and I've had, having two kids pretty quick, um, was, you know, trying to raise a family, being self-employed, um, that, that kind of went by the wayside without going into that. I moved to, you know, Georgia, Lori and I got married and, you know, we had a kid a year or so after, um, we got married so it's just like you know bella's bella's in school and while i do have some some responsibilities there for the most part you know bella's an adult now she'll be 21 this fall 
Mm-hmm. So here I find myself with all this, you know, no real responsibility to speak of as far as, you know, keeping taking care of anybody but myself. And I don't know what to do with myself right now. So, you know, if I can get past some of these things, <laughs> there's an opportunity to me to spend a lot of time in a tree this fall. I just don't know how that's going to play out. I hope that makes sense. You know, I never even thought about that. That's, uh, but I don't, it would be hard for me to, cause I'm not in that space. Um, I'm more in the previous space you talked about, but, right. um, I didn't think about all the thinking, uh, yeah, cause you're right. You're not going to get any more thinking done than you will in a tree stand. That's right. Uh, you know, and it's, and I, and here's the good thing though, for me, Nick is, you know, that we had to, the last 10 months absolutely sucked. But, you know, the 23 years that Lori and I had together, they were great. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, but when, when you're sitting and thinking about all the good times, there, there still comes a lot of regret that comes crashing in that, you know, that's behind you now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, I I keep going back to that. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to, it's just, this is what's on my mind. Man, how could you not? I mean, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Um, you are going to be, I mean, you're going to be outside in the woods though. And that's, that's something. It's not like you've had a whole lot of chance to do that. So, and I know how much you love the outdoors. So there's going to be a lot of that too. And I think you're going to drift out, you drift into that. Um, and I don't know if you're really worried about it and you just want to be outside. Hell, grab a book, carry a book out with you. I mean, yeah, I got better plans than that. If the, <laughs> if the isolation of a tree stand is just too much, I got a brand new set of waders and a brand new set of wading boots that hadn't even hit water yet. Oh, so, there you go. You got that too. I mean, that's always a struggle yeah, for I mean, me. That, um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's the good part is I can, I can just go trout fishing. <laughs> so, yeah. There you go. Just sit up in a, sit up in your stand and tie. <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of funny. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, uh, there, there's that. Um, I'm, you know, I, I've, I'll be, I'll be totally honest with you. I haven't thought about this. You probably thought about this season more in the last week than I have all year. Um, and that you haven't thought about it much. <laughs> so I've just been kind of running from one thing to the next. And, and, uh, you know, this, this, this whole thing got me pretty good too. Um, got me thinking about a lot. But uh, I am excited. To, I am excited to start hunting. In fact, I um, you're talking about getting a bow. I ended up with one two, <laughs> which was unintentional. Um, but I was at so we had GLLI, and uh, that weekend we were actually we were working a um a raffle for a bow for uh, you and Lori and the family. And that's its own special story in its own right. And I'm sure many of you have already heard it and seen it on there. And, um, you know, I was right across from uh, several bowyers all weekend in the steam barn. So I was there pretty much the whole weekend with my dad. Got a lot of time with my dad. That was really cool. The girls didn't go this year. Um, I said, you know, if I'm going to do this, uh, Tom was supposed to do do it with me, but Tom hurt his back. And uh, it ended up being me and my dad which was fine. So we camped together. We tended it. Didn't have a camper because it was broke. So, I mean, we were we were kicking it back to, hell, I haven't camped with my dad alone in a tent um, 
jeez, man, I want to say this is this harkens back to the early days of when my dad and I were going to shoots before the family thing and everything happened. Um, so it'd been a bit. And uh, we did shoot a little bit, but the mosquitoes were so thick they just chased us out of the woods. So we kind of, we kind of basically hung out at the steam barn quite a bit and at the camp. Um, but one of the people that were there uh, was Tom Moran, River Raisin Bows, and um, I love all the MLA bowyers. We we've just got some fantastic bowyers, and we're getting more. I feel like every couple years more come in, and. Uh, you know, so there's quite a few of them there, and I'm looking at bows all weekend and thinking, man, I'd love to own every. I'd love to own one of every one of these. That'd be great because these are all friends at this point. You know, I'd love to love to have a little collection. Um, so I don't got I don't have too many bows. Um, I mainly shoot my Saint Joe, and uh, I've got I've got a bow from Dave Darlin, and I love that bow dearly. I should have been shooting that one too. That one's getting a little more time lately. And, um, I got to find, I got to find some arrows that shoot out of it, but a little better than what I got. Um, and, uh, I, I kept walking by Tom Moran's booth and the last day he had some beautiful bows there. And I, and I owned a river raisin before I owned a, I owned a, um, I can't remember what he calls it. It part, the partner it's the, his, his one piece was a partner. It was called. And I had a green glass one with diamond wood and, and, uh, I, it was probably a little little heavier than I wanted at that length, um, mm-hmm. and it just didn't it didn't fit me right, and I ended up selling it. But he got me he got me going out of the shoot the last day. I shot it, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to get one of these. And uh, you know, he came walking out with it in the sock, and he goes, oh, "I'll just take it home." I'm like, um, I don't even know if I want it yet. And he's like, oh, "I'll just take it home." He's like, "You can pay me later." I'm like, "All right, <laughs> all right, Tom." <laughs> So he got me. So I paid him and I, I took it home and, uh, I kind of did the same thing again. I walked up to him in the booth and he had all those bows there. And, and, uh, Floyd Wells, dear friend of ours, Bub has always been, has always praised Tom's bow making ability. Um, especially when it comes to the three piece long bows he makes, he makes an exceptional three piece long bow and Bub's got one. Caroline's got one, uh, no several people on, on the, that are former officers, from the board have one. Um, and he had, he, I didn't see any there. I walked up and I'm like, well, he's all, he's got his one pieces here. And, uh, then I looked in the back corner and he had a little rack of three pieces sitting there. Well, he did have one that was sitting up at the front and that one was a little too light. That one was beautiful, but it was like 40 pounds and that I didn't want that. And he's like, well, I do have one back here. That's like 48 pounds. And I was like, well, on my draw, that puts it right about in the wheelhouse. And I looked at it and it had beautiful maple veneers that had some spalt on them and then just a little bit, just enough to kick it off. And I don't even, I didn't even ask him what the riser was. I know it's got a strip of like, um, purple heart in it and, uh, I'm going to have to, I'll have to ask him what the rest of it is, but his three piece bow is called the siren. And, and I said, all right, well, I'm going to go finally at the end of the last day, right before we were getting ready to have the raffle and everything, um, to finish it. I'm like, dad, I'm going to go out and I'm going to shoot this bow. So I brought some woods up there and uh, thought that they would fly pretty good out of it. And I walked down there and then, you know, it's the, it's the last day cliche trying out a bow thing where you're just like, oh, I'm going to try this at 10 yards. And, you know, you bullseye, you know, then you try it the second time you try it at 15 and you bullseye and then the 20 you bullseye. And I was just arrow after arrow wherever I wanted to put it. 
And uh, I'm like, well, did, uh, this ain't good. <laughs> <laughs> so I walked up there and I showed it to my dad. And my dad's like, that's a beautiful bow. And I was like, I know. And it shoots just as good. And I took it over to Tom and I'm like, Tom, this is one of the best bows I've ever shot. I'm like, hands down. I'm like, I, I, I got to think about it. You know, I just had my camper break. I don't know if I can, I can swing this right now. And he's like, okay, well, I understand. And he goes, I'll, I'll, I'll put it back on the rack. And you know, I it might, it'll probably still be here when you get back. Well, he didn't put it back on the rack. He actually unstrung it and put it behind him. <laughs> so I knew what he was doing. I saw him do it. And, uh, I'm like, dad, look, he didn't even put the bow away. He knows I'm going to buy it. So <laughs> I walked up to him and I was like, I, I thought about it a little bit. My dad, and I asked him what the price was. He told me the price. And I was like, he's like, you take it home today. Here's the price. He goes, but I don't do PayPal or Venmo or anything. You got to pay me in check. I'm like, well, that's kind of a problem for me. I don't have checks. I don't really use them. My wife does. I don't. Um, so I walked back to my dad and he goes, well, he goes like, you're an idiot. If you don't buy that bow. I'm just telling you. And I'm like, well, you're a horrible influence. Thank you for, you know, for me doing the right thing here and encouraging that. <laughs> so <laughs> I went back to him and I'm like, all right, well, you know, hold it from me for me or whatever. And maybe I can, I'll send you, I'll send you a check. And he goes, no, I'm just take it home with you, man. What am I going to do with it? He's like, shoot it, have fun with it. You're good for it. Send me a check when you get, when you're, when you're ready. And well, yeah, I took it and I'm happy camper. I, I, sold some stuff I didn't need and from other hobbies and, and paid them right away. And, and I am, I am just smitten with this thing. This thing is a fantastic shooter at 64 inches. It's a, it's a three piece. It never owned a three piece, not a longbow anyway. Um, it is, you know, I thought it was a little light at 48, but, but at my draw, it's about 52, 53. And it really slink. It really zings them. I mean, it's, it's a great, it's got a lot of energy. It's a great shooter. Um, and it just, it's such a smooth cast. All my bows are a little bit different. And, and that one seems to fit right in between. And it's got, it's even got the same kind of grip that my St. Joe does. It's got that, that swagger grip, that palm shaved grip, you know, so on the, it's, it's contoured, but on the right side of the grip, it's like kind of shaved off at an angle. So it's Mm -hmm. flatter. So your, your thumb rests right in it perfectly. And, uh, yeah, man, I uh, I got that, and I I had already picked up. Um, if any of you have seen my blog post on lifeandlongbows.com, I talk about some uh, wanting to shoot wood again, and I mentioned it on the last podcast. And I, I picked up some ash shafts from Emerald Archery, and uh, you know I've had a love and hate relationship with ash, but all the ash shafts I've made and straightened have stayed straight, and I've been shooting them and stumping with them for years. So I mean, they they once you get them where you want them to be, they got the weight and they got the durability. There's nothing wrong with them. They don't smell as nice when they break, but they don't break. Um, so I got a stack of those 7580s. I weighted them up nice. They were 620 to 640 raw. So these are, these are heavy. I mean, I could only put, by the time I got them done with a 200 grain point and I wanted to go heavier than that, they were like 820. And I was like, out of a 52 pound bow, I don't know about that. So they're flying great, man. They're flying great. And, um, I've got, uh, 
I can't wait to hunt with, I, I made, I took the best four shafts, made hunting arrows out of them. And I cannot wait to get this thing in the woods this year in the rotation. And, um, I also, I bought some grizzly broadheads, um, fairly recently. I think I got them last year at the end of last year. And, um, I've never hunted with a single bevel head. I've never even sharpened a single bevel head. So this is going to be a learning experience for me, but so far they're flying really good. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to, I can't wait to try them. And I'll have to check out a, I'll have to check out a video about sharpening single bevel heads. Steve, you know where I can find a, a video about that? I know where you can find a bunch of them. There's a thing called YouTube. <laughs> and I think I did one on single bevel, but I don't remember. Honestly, that's what, I know that's I did what one I was, on double bevel. That's what I was getting at, but. Apparently you don't remember doing one. <laughs> uh, I know I did one on double. I don't remember if I did one on single or not. I think you did, um, but probably did. you were telling me how to do it though. And yeah, I know there's other videos on there, but um, anyway. Um, so what's, what's your, what's, what'd you say your airway was? 820. Okay. You're actually heavier than me for once. The ones that I worked up for um, the bow from Jamie are coming in at 755. Nice. Um and it's 54 pounds, so not a lot of difference. 50 grains. Who knows? You wouldn't even notice 50 grains. Nope, probably not. At first, I had my uh, 400 grain feel points on there. I didn't even, or my 300 grain feel points on there, the tough heads, and I didn't even think about that. I'm like, okay, these are going to be super heavy, and then I wasn't even factoring in the fact that I had those heavy point weights on there, and that would have put me over nine. So <laughs> well, my point weights for, what is my point weight? One, two, three, four, four. 485. Whoa. Is that right? You got me there. Yeah, because I've it's a 165 grain point, 100 grain threaded adapter, 200 grain insert, and then, you know, 20 grains of footing. So roughly 485 mm -hmm. up front. I don't got as much point weight up front as I would like to have, but they're flying really good. And with that kind of weight, with white tails, I'm, I'm fine, especially with the single bevel and stuff. I feel pretty confident. No, you can do it, but it it get kind of tough trying to put that much weight up front on a on a wooden chair. Yeah, I was pushing it with the um, I have a different setup with a uh, with my aluminums, and that one that one was lobbing them, lobbing them a little bit. I didn't like that. They were it, it wasn't flying the way I wanted it to. Um, these are flatter, but that's fine. You know what what spine are the ash seventy five eighties? Yep. So that's I told um, cut to thirty one uh, Joe's. Joe's building me 70, 75s and I'm just going to run a 160 grain point. So I think they'll be pretty close. Yep. Yep. They do get a so. little squirrely when you try to, you know, and, and going right into the field points. Nice. I don't have to mess with any woody weights or anything like that. Right. Um, right. I do got another shaft that actually, uh, that's lighter. That's cedar that holds the 300 weight, 300 really well. And, um, I shoot those out my St. Joe and some other things. So I'm pretty anxious to get in the woods with, uh, in a good way to get in the woods with wood again, though. I'm really, I think my, my arrows turned out really nice. I was really happy with them. I did, I was using some arrow stain uh, or some dye and they ran a little bit with the polycrylic. I, this is the first time I've ever dipped a shaft before. So I'm usually, I used to just do the wipe on. So that was a little bit different experience. And, you know, I might, I might try something different next time. Might try, uh, might try some of Joe's stuff. Um, well, poly polycrylic shouldn't have run. I'm not sure why it ran, because that's, that's water based. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why it ran. Um, this is uh, this is the stuff uh, Lost Nation Archery makes it, and I've used it before. It's uh, stalker stain. 
it's a quick drying stain mm. and and that first polycrylic dip i did well the first one was fine because i had like a fade well now now let me ask you this did you do a did you do a, a dip with a through a squeegee or did you just dip it and let it just dipped it and let, let it and it still ran and it ran and it was really weird because mm. I like I made sure I did. I have a purple heart stain. I did that at the top, and I left the rest of the shaft natural. And when I pulled it out, it um, it ran and ran that dye right down the or that stain right down to the end. So I'm I'm not that's interesting. You know, do you know? Do, do you think maybe it has something to do with maybe the maybe the ash doesn't suck it up as good? Well, that's definitely part of it because ash is so hard it will not it will not soak it that's, up. That's it. In fact. Is the is the stain you got? Is it a is it a liquid? It's a liquid. I wish I'd known. I'd have sent you some. So if you use the if you do any more ash shafts, um, remind me, and I've got some. I'll send you. But I use a um, a dry stain that you mix with alcohol, mm-hmm. and the alcohol will soak into the wood better than than water. So it's it actually sets the stain a little bit better, and then you can actually. And once it dries, you can wipe off any residue, and it doesn't. Typically, it doesn't run. But I'm still surprised the the um, the polycrylic ran. But it could be because of the hardness of those. I shafts. would be willing to bet because honestly, the last time I did the hardwood shafts, I I just polyurethaned them. I didn't put anything on them, no stain or anything, yeah. and I didn't figure it would be any different. I wasn't even thinking about it. But the grain's so much different, and that you know the it's just such a different wood that well the the other thing that you will get if you're using water-based stains and i'm surprised you don't have <laughs> you didn't have this but with ash shafts the soft um the soft part of the grain with ash shafts will actually rise with water-based stains so you'll end up with a um you can actually feel the bridges in the in the grain if you're not careful. Oh, really? Um, that's the main reason I started using the, the alcohol-based stain is because it wouldn't cause the soft, I forget what you call it, but the, the soft grain in the in the ash wood will actually, it'll rise. Um, I think Steve Teresa when it told me that years ago. Interesting. Well, this says it's UV-resistant non-grain raising, a quick-drying dye-based stain. And I don't know if there's alcohol in here. I'd have to read the whole back. But anyway, it's got to be a combination of the stu- of what we were just talking about that did it. But I'm still happy with it, though. They turned out, my honey arrows turned out all Purple Heart with a couple little streaks in it. But they look cool, and I like them. So. Um, awesome. Yeah, and I also crested with, I crested with um, Posca pens, which are a, a, a paint marker that I use for other things. And um, I've got a bunch of them, so I tried them, and they worked pretty good. They worked pretty good, but I had to do a coat. Then I had to do another coat, and they didn't they didn't layer as good as paint. So next time I do this, I'll definitely get some paints. Um, well, but, I know I know there's a lot of people listening. They'll get mad at me for this, but I made my I made a decision a long time ago. Life's too short to build wood arrows. I I've made too damn many of them. So <laughs> if I want wood arrows, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay somebody like Joe to to make them because it's just. Yeah, I, I I guess I just made too many. Yeah, I have uh I have some of Joe's too, and um, there's a lot of arrow builders. I'd like to have them that just make a better arrow than I do. But I, I I like the, you know, I kind of felt like I made those arrows for this bow, and right. I'll shoot them till I don't have them. And you know, a funny, a really cool story actually. 
Um, but Bub again, Floyd Wells, um, he's been using the same hunting, hunting arrows out of his Bob Lee, his hunting bow forever. He's, he's had them for a really long time and, and they're dwindling. He's only got a few left. And I told him, I'm like, why don't you, why don't you just make more arrows? And he goes, well, you know, of course, Bub, you know, he settled down and told me a story and he's like, these were old growth acme shafts. He said that were, you know, had just been, they were perfectly straight. They were fantastic. The grains were tight. He goes, they were just an awesome shaft. And he told me, you know, I sent them to somebody to make me some arrows and he never made them. So he sent them back to me and I sent them back to him at some point later on. Cause I never used them. And then he, they, uh, I think, um, I don't know if it was Ken Skolik ended up making them for him. Um, the first, the guy that was going to do it, didn't do it, gave him the shafts back. He gave them to Ken. Ken did them. I think that's what happened. And as you, as many of you know, that are especially the Michigan people here, Ken Skolik is um, an MLA, MLA legend, and he was a uh, treasurer for like 35 years or something like that. Um, okay, not that long, but a long time. <laughs> so Ken made him, and Ken's a tremendous arrow maker. He builds the tribute arrows he builds that we shoot. He builds all kinds of things, and he's just a fantastic arrow maker. I have a few from events, and they're awesome. So he made Bub these awesome arrows, and he did them in a uh, a real classic, like, red and green with, like, natural fletching, and and they look awesome. And, yeah, he's he's had these shafts forever, and he's going to keep shooting them until he doesn't have any left. And I just thought that was a really cool deal, you know? Like, it had, had some real... It just a real good story had some mojo to it and i was like well you know i'm gonna i'm gonna make these four hunting arrows up and i've got my target shafts and i'm gonna shoot them with this bow and do similar you know so i think that was uh i think that's pretty cool but you know i i'll shoot any shaft i said the same thing in that in that blog post i i, I don't when I was younger, man, I was all, when I got into wood, I was all about wood. When I got into carbons, I was all about carbons and I would defend that stuff online, you know, to the end. And it's real silly looking back and looking at it now. I got tons of carbons, tons of aluminum, tons of woods, uh, older woods that I had used. Um, I got arrows all over the place here and they're all mixing models. Um, and I don't really care. You know, it, it's whatever shoots with the best out of certain bows and each one's a different vibe. So... Yeah. In fact, I just called a bunch of stuff the other day. I had shafts I'd never shoot again that I finally got rid of and, you know, some old woods when I didn't know what I was doing. But anyway, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm going to roll out with the siren this year and to start, and I'm going to have the, uh, going to use the ash shafts and the, and the grizzlies. And I'm, I'm really excited about that. And I'm probably going to hit a lot of my old haunts and I'll have the grand Valley hunt again this year. And I'm looking forward to that. And I'd like to get the standout a little bit more. Um, that'd be great. And, uh, camp's awesome. I'm looking forward to camp a lot and I'm really hoping that works out and you get down you get up here. I'm looking forward to hunting the thin red line again. That's what I'm looking forward to. I've got a, I got a, I got a date with a couple of, you got a vendetta. Last time I was there. You get, I do. you get a vendetta. <laughs> you'll probably, you'll probably get there and I will won't see you again. <laughs> uh, that is, that is possible. You, <laughs> you know me. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Uh, we have plenty of, you know, all the talking happens at night there anyway, but yeah. it's so funny because whenever we go, you know, people are all in camp for different reasons, but whenever I'm hunting with John or I'm, you know, we're, we'll be out in the woods or whatever. And then nine 30 comes and, and sure enough, here's the, here's the text from Rob, Bob, Bob Bones. You guys coming back for breakfast? 
making breakfast. <laughs> it's like it's right nine thirty, Rob. <laughs> but he he won't use Tom's damn plate anymore. No, he won't. <laughs> and uh man, I never even got to talk, you know, I never really got to talk hunting with Tom very much when I did see him. Um spent a lot of time with him last uh that weekend. Um but he's big game, Tom. He's all over the place. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, he's he's heading to he's heading out for, for elk. Yeah. The end of this month. Um, I did talk to him a little bit about that and I guess, I guess we got maybe 10 or 15 minutes. We'll wrap this thing up. Um, uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of the other things that, that are planned and going on. So Tom's going out for, for elk, um, the end of September. Um, I can't remember. I need to find out from him what the dates are, but I know he's planning moose and I think bear, but I can't remember exactly when that trip is because i think i'm probably going to be tagging along with him on that one um i talked to jerry russell today and looks like with the vaccinations and everything that's going on um the canadian border is going to be open back up so the the canadian bear hunt that i've had planned for this will be three years now that looks like that's going to be going on in june so we've got that um me right now it's me you Tom, Brandon, my brother Mike, Gene, and possibly one more individual. So seven of us are going to be uh, descending upon or ascending upon, however you want to look at it, um, the North Carolina trout streams in April. We're going to hit that for the season opener. Hopefully we're going to do, you know, at least three, maybe even four days um, for that. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on, a lot planned, and I'll be perfectly honest. I'm probably going to be slipping some more things in here or there uh, to fill our time. But I'll be honest. I think I may be looking forward to that that trout fishing trip come spring as much or more than anything. Oh, me um, too. Um, well, you knew I would be, but I I uh I already talked to Jess about it, getting it on the calendar. Talked to Tom a little bit about it. Um, but I'll, I'll carpool down there with him. And I, I may not fly again, Steve. Um, Dude, you need to stay away. I'm, from, I fly, you need to stay away from airplanes. And please, anybody who's listening, don't fly American Airlines. <laughs> don't ever fly American. I'm telling you right now, they're they're they were bad before. They're worse now. Don't don't do it. Um, you got to change your flight four times on your cell phone while you're in the airport because everything keeps getting delayed. And that was one day. It's not worth it. I would rather just right. I would have dropped the other hundred in a heartbeat to have flown another airline, but I know there was weather, but that's still it. It wasn't all weather. Um, but anyway, I it's funny because Tom left. <laughs> Tom drove down and beat me back. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. He goes, "I'm in Holland. Where are you at?" I'm like, "I'm still in Chicago, waiting for my flight." <laughs> Only you, man. Only you God. could have that kind of luck. It was so bad. It was so, folks. I can't make this up. I'm not gonna get too much into it, but this is how the trip ended. We were we boarded the plane and we were sitting there in Chicago after being delayed until eleven eleven o'clock. And it's a it's a twenty five minute flight. They overfueled the plane by five thousand gallons, and we had to get off the plane because it would have taken an hour and a half to get the gas off. And we had to go on the plane next door, and they had to transfer all the luggage. And everything, and we had to sit there and wait. Meanwhile, I'm telling, I'm texting Jess, you know, don't leave yet, don't leave yet. You know, I don't know when I'm going to get back. I, it was a mess. 
I mean, and the flight I was booked on before that got canceled. So everybody that was going on that flight in the terminal above us was downstairs and they were yelling and freaking out and everything else. It was, it was a mess, but yeah, look it up American airlines in the news and check out what happened last week, a couple weekends ago. Terrible. But well, I know you kept you kept me updated, and I was just sitting there going, "Why this man will ever climb on a plane is beyond <laughs> me." But uh, sounds sounds like you've learned your lesson. Nope, I'll I will ride with Tom in the new war wagon, and I will be happy doing it. <laughs> so you you're you're not talking about fly, driving down for the for the trout the trout fishing trip. We are, yeah, awesome. Okay. We are. It's it's actually like ten hours to go right there i don't know what we're gonna do yet um but it's so y'all are thinking about actually going driving straight to where we're going to be fishing if we were going to do that it would be 10 hours okay if we were it'll probably take you a little bit longer than that probably Um, but it was just because you would you you won't be driving interstate the whole way but yeah that works too i mean that's fine yeah we gotta we gotta Um, talk about it but that's what we were kind of throwing some numbers around i was throwing numbers to him but he's worrying about wyoming so i'm not really too uh you know i'll do whatever it'll be a fun trip regardless with friends so i'm uh i'm cool with it and i was actually i meant to talk to mike your brother when i was there but i never really got a whole lot of chance to do it he was talking to tom a lot um being military guys so yeah yeah but anyway I, that, that'll be kind of a trip too i've heard a lot about him but never talked to him <laughs> well he so yeah if he it, and he says he's gonna he says he's gonna be there so if he's there you'll you if nothing else you'll have to get him to carry you and show you exactly where the the uh fried chicken and sneakers event took place i would love to hear that story from him because that's that's I mean we, that's where we're going is where that took place. Really, um, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's man. the 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 stream the the stream we will be camping next to unless something changes. You know, we could get up there and and if you guys are going to meet there, I may actually go up a day ahead of you guys just to make sure I get you know a good a good spot, especially if we got seven people. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it that's that the stream that we will be camping next to is where the fried chicken and sneakers event took place. And for everyone that has not heard that story, maybe next episode that you and I do, I'll just I'll actually go through and tell that whole story. It's actually out on the internet, but I will I will walk through because it's just it ain't it's just priceless and you got to meet Mike and be around after you're around Mike outside of the situation that you saw him that you met him in um you'll you'll see why it's so funny i mean it you, you <laughs> trust me you have not met mike yet it ain't it, you were in you were introduced to mike you have not met my brother mm-hmm. yet. and it ain't uh it ain't the same as you telling the story either you telling the story i was rolling so yeah we're we're gonna have oh dude y'all have, y'all have been there <laughs> <laughs> we need we need to we need to get some damn sneakers and burn them at the when <laughs> we get there in in homage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm looking for uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, he's a he, Mike's a good guy, and he's like I said, he's right now. Unless something happens, he's planning on being there. Gene will be there. Um, met Gene too, and yeah. it, and the seventh the seventh person you may have actually met him at my wife's service too, but. Um, it's a guy that I used to work with out at, at my former employer. I'll just leave it at that. He went up there with me several years ago. We went up there and fished a weekend, just, just the two of us. And 
Uh, I was talking the other day, and he, as soon as he heard about it, he was like, yeah, I'd love to get in on that. So uh, he may be joining us as well. He's a good guy, too. So Awesome. Can't wait. Well, I think uh, I think I'm I'm about ready to put a pin in this one, Nick. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, um, I will, if you don't mind, close it out. You know, I've never I've never done this. I don't think uh, I'll be perfectly honest. If my wife ever listened to a single episode of this podcast, it would be news to me. Um, just not really her thing, and you know, I do all I did all kinds of great things for her to be proud of me for, other than a podcast. I don't, <laughs> since she's not here to dispute that fact (laughs) um but no in all seriousness i i am going to dedicate this episode to her i know it's not much we just kind of did a little bit of catching up here but man i miss her i had i had over 23 years we were married 23 years we knew each other for a couple years beyond that so 25 years a long time to know somebody and uh I can I can truthfully say I'm a I'm a much different and I think better person because of her and I think there's a lot of people that knew her that could probably say the same thing but for that I'm gonna I'm gonna like I said I'm gonna dedicate this episode to her and uh, hopefully next next time we record we're gonna get back into some normal routine I will say this for everybody listening we're you know we're we're working on some guests we're gonna be getting some guests back on the show. Uh, I'm going to definitely try to get back into a normal routine. Obviously, hunting season's picking up for me. We've got some adventures that are going on this fall. Uh, so I think we'll have plenty to talk about. Um, for right now, we're going to try to focus on the every two weeks. If if we can come up with enough to to do and enough to talk about, we have enough excitement going on, we'll we'll get back into an every week routine and maybe try to keep them you know, around this, this hour time mark. But anyway, brother, it was a lot of fun as always. Uh, Thank you for joining me. Thank you for prodding me into getting back on here and doing this. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get together and do it again real soon. Definitely. All right. For everyone listening, thank you so much for, for listening in to us. And be sure to leave us a comment, rating, reach out to us, tell us something you'd like to hear us talk about. We're, we're always listening for that kind of thing. You can find us on social media. You can find us on the website. You can shoot us an email, whatever you want to do. And until next time, take care, everyone. Talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.